0: Welcome to the Three Guys with Epic Lives podcast. Your hosts are Justin Breen, Evan Ryan, and I'm Bill Bloom. This show is for high level entrepreneurs and for those who want to learn to live their most epic lives. Please subscribe to our podcast and tune in every Tuesday for more incredible conversations about living epic lives because we could all do that. Make sure you subscribe to the channel, and thank you so much for being part of the show. Welcome back to Three Guys with Epic Lives. We have a fun show stored for you today. We're going to be talking about longevity and how we can extend our lives, live longer, live happier, live prosper, Um there's been a lot of things coming down in some of the groups that we're a part of like strategic coach and abundance 360 and with um you know people like Peter Diamantis and David St. Clair, and there's just so many innovations right now and I wanted to open up the floor to Justin and Evan because I know they're very very well versed in this and um gentlemen what do you think about longevity and us living longer
1: I think that There's probably going to be a lot of regulatory pressure, actually, because I think that a lot of people are going to be deeply unhappy that they have to live longer. I think it's going to be more challenging. I think it's going to be more challenging than people think to get it off the ground and get it into people's hands because I think that it's not going to be popular among a lot of people. And it's going to be the source of great, great, um, like inequality. And in that, what if you, when you got to 65 and you were in like kind of the best business shape of your life? What if you didn't slow down, but you had the body of a 40 year old and you got an extra 40 years worth of business at that top level? I think. It's going to be really challenging for, for a lot of people. The flip side of that is, what if you're at 65 you've been desperate to retire? If you're 65 and and you aren't in the best career or business shape of your life, and now you're going to live so long that you have to continue to work longer,
0: but you're miserable. Are those choices? Open-ended question. Is what a choice? Well, the person who's 65 and miserable... And they have to continue to work i i think okay you've had 65 years on the planet how come you didn't change anything or why are you still doing that just whenever i hear stuff like that my empathy level is kind of like okay why didn't you change something why didn't you go out and do something i've just heard so many financial stories throughout the years it's just and i I get what you're saying i totally i'm not saying i'm
1: sympathetic to it yeah um, because I think that everybody should be an active participant in their lives. Yeah. But, um, I think that it will be a deeply unpopular. It will be, it might be called quote unquote unfair, especially if it goes as all exponential technologies do, which is it's very expensive at first. And then over the course of 30 or 40 years, it demonetizes, but it's very, very, very expensive at first. Um, I, I think it's going to be challenging, but I think that for the people who really embrace it and they're living happy and fulfilling lives and, and they can't wait to live longer, it's going to be the best
0: gift that you can give them. Yeah, especially if you're healthy. I mean, if you're not healthy and you live an extra 20 years and you're miserable physically, I, that's, that's painful. You know, that's, that's a difficult one. And, and that kind of goes with that correlation too. And Justin, you join the coach lifetime extender program. What was that like? And I mean, even Elon Musk said, like, why are we going to do all this stuff? And he's friends with Peter Diamantis, right? They're buddies. They're close. And he said, why are we going to extend people's lives if they're not going to do anything differently or change or try and create value? So what was the room like at coach?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, so I'm in abundance 360. Uh, Peter Diamantis has written the forward for my next book. Uh, most of my days talking to futurists like you two. Um, in that, you know, in was one of the first, if not the first person to sign up for the Lifetime Extender program, um, the Strategic Coach's new program, which is great. It's great to be in that room. Um, it have extended my life timeline from a hundred to 123 since being in coach over the last three years. So want to live longer, want to be at my grandchildren's wedding in a functional capacity. So my sons are seven and nine. So there's all that background. There's all that background because being in a room like that or a 360 or talking to people like you allows me to even think of those things and actually think it's possible. And when I say a room like that, I mean, like even a room like this or daily conversations like this, like I think if you're constantly in that room, you become part of that room and it molds your mindset and thinking you live longer or will live longer. So here with all that background, here's how I will simplify that. And I mean this, it's not a joke. I'm being completely serious about this. Because a lot of this futuristic stuff is too complicated for me. And I'm very low in futuristic and very low in ideation. So in 5K races, five, five kilometer races, I think I've won my age group. I'm 45. So I've won my age group like three of the last four races, which that's great. And really, my goal in life is to always win age group. That's the rest of my life is to always win my age group. So whether I'm 80, 90, 100, 110 always be able to win age group so be in good physical shape to do that which means i'm in good mental shape to to do that which means i can see my family and and all of that and then continue to run companies and things like that so really it comes down to being in good shape to win 5k races that's really that's the way it's easiest for me to understand all of this
0: yeah when when we had our first session at coach you do the the lifetime extender and i bumped my age out to 135 and Being 36 right now, I think it frees you up from a time perspective. You allow yourself to have more time. God forbid if something happens to you the next day, you're not going to worry about it. That's what Dan always jokes about. It's like, you're not going to be here. Um, But from a freedom standpoint, I think if you give yourself more time, I think that can give you more confidence to go out and do things and try things and experiment or start a company to go out and try and be fulfilled. I think if you allow yourself that those freedoms, I think there could be some big positives from that, and new innovations in the world. What do you guys think? I think it de-risks it. Mm.
1: Because you have more time, and, and if it all goes to hell in a handbasket, you can always just do it again.
0: Great point. Um,
1: like, I think if if you thought that you were going to live forever, then if one of two things would happen you would either become so complacent because you will always have time that nothing will ever get done or you will become so much more aggressive than you would have before with your decision-making and with the things that you take on, because you know that a failure is an option and B it's not fatal.
2: Well, that's a good point, Evan. Um, um, So are you still 27? Are you 27. Okay. And Bill, you're still 36 all day today. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. And I'm 45. So there's a nine year, there's a nine year gap between each of us. That's interesting. Um, and then I would say to, uh, to go on another nine years, I'd say the overwhelming majority of folks in lifetime extender are over 54, 54 or over, if not 60 or over. And um, that's a different type of lifetime extender than for a 45 year old or for a 36 year old and a 27 year old and i think for folks our age or younger we have a real opportunity to really think about you know think about 200 for like for real like it's not insane think about 300 it's a real it's a real option it's a real possibility and it was interesting, Evan, how you started off this conversation. Um, re- and I think it's a fair point for a, a lot, a large portion of society, where it could be a huge negative. I think for people with an in our positions, with our our mindsets and the possibilities in front of us, because we play the long game with other folks that play the long game, it's really exciting. Actually, I'm actually really excited, um, really excited about it because. It's like this endless amount of abundance with people who also think there's an endless amount of abundance with the medical technology that sounds like it will catch up to that mindset, if not surpass it and allow us to really to really do that. Um, And by the way, I'm married to a doctor, pediatrician who is like, prove this to me. This none of this has any proof. So prove it to me, which I'm that's fine. I'm glad I'm glad she's like that because that's called reality. I like, I like reality too. It's not reality. (laughs) There's, you know, there's no foundation, but, but it's good to know that stuff like this is even possible. It's doable. And then I do think a lot of it is coming, if not already here.
0: Yeah. I'm super excited about it. The David Sinclair lifespan book, Half of the stuff in there I couldn't understand because there are medical terms, things like that. But it was such a great book. I think it's just promising. I think if you know that you, you could have a bigger and better future and a longer future, I'm excited about what's gonna come down the pipeline. Whenever it does, it could be what does your years, wife
2: think years. about it, Bill?
0: What is your cause your wife's a realist like mine is? Yeah, she is, she definitely is. Um, and her dad was like the head surgeon, uh ah, VR right. surgeon in a hospital in Buenos Aires. And her mom was a pharmacist. So she grew oh, wow. up in a medical household. Um, wow. Um, I think that she's open to the idea of it all. Just because medicine has just transformed our lives so much over the past 50, 100 years. It has. It, it just has. We have lived longer because of it. So in my mind, and this is not reality, this is just how I think. It's like, there's no reason why it can't, help us live longer lives and be healthier, but you still have to eat well. You still have to exercise. You can't skimp out on those things you can't go eat a donut every day and expect to live to 150. Mm-hmm. So it, it just doesn't work like that. It, it's, it's, I think a lot of people will think that's what will happen, and that's not going to be the case. No, that's it's what I said. Disappointing.
2: If I can win the 5K age group, that's my point. That means I'm eating right, and that's what I, that's that's what I mean. But that's one, literally, the simplest goal imaginable. But that means everything else is on track. That's that's why it's easier for me to do it that way.
1: Yeah, I think it makes it. I think the idea that this technology could come online in the next. I, I'm a little less optimistic about the timeline that the technology will come online. I am more optimistic about the time about the timeline that it'll come out of the lab. Um, but I really think that the, we're going to see some strong regulatory issues and regulatory pressures because ultimately, when when you think about the way that nation states were create were set up um, over the last hundred years, from like kind of a demographic and societal level, um, they were not set up. to to have people living as long as they are currently. So one of two things I think will have to change. Either the way that they're set up will have to be different and people will need to live longer and work more. They'll have to live longer and contribute more. Or they will have to not be kind of uh, dependent on the state. Whereas if you have somebody who's, um, say 115 years old, but they've been dependent on the state for 25 years, that's going to be a real
0: problem. It's actually longer than that in your sixties. You have social security, Medicare at 65 here. So you're almost doubling. I mean, you're about 80% increasing and and the system's already broke. I think it's 72 Mm -hmm. cents or 70 something cents on every tax dollar goes towards the entitlement program. So, is not going to work from a financial standpoint taxes would probably have to change.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be it's going to be a real challenge, but I think that the impor- the importance of sleep, getting your mind right, and exercise and in, in a proper diet is and then the fifth thing would be a life that you find interesting. Mhm. Um, is more important than ever before, just to give yourself the possibility that you might be able to capitalize on some of this technology down the road.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the governments are going to definitely have to monitor this because look what happened with all the stem cell shops that popped up here in America over the past, what, five, 10 years. And they shut a ton of them down because it was just really scrupulous people trying to take advantage of people. So there has to be regulation just from a protection.
1: Well, standpoint. and imagine the, imagine the flip side. So imagine that, that regulation comes in and it's too, it's too intense. Mm. And so it drives businesses away from a, from a country and towards another country. What will happen? Well, all the top talent, who's the same people that Want to live the longest? They're going to flee that country as well. So you're going to have a compounding effect there, where not only are you losing the top talent that you would have lost, but you're losing them earlier than you would have lost them. Brilliant. So I think it's going to be it's going to be a real challenge, but I'm excited about it. And I think the tech that's coming online that's that's becoming cheaper and cheaper is going to just really revolutionize. I think the way that we treat healthcare and the way that we treat sick care yep. and the way that at the end of the day, people decide to, to live their lives.
2: Bill, you, you know, you, the other podcast you do is R E T I R E as you desire. I don't like to even say that word, but are you seeing from that perspective that people want to R word later that they're thinking about doing that much later in life now, or, um, are they sharing some of the concerns that we're talking about on this, on this podcast?
0: So I'll say retire as you desire. It's a great podcast. We just hit our hundredth uh, episode with Dan Sullivan uh, a couple weeks ago. So please check that out. Both of these two great gentlemen have been on the show. Um, Evan will be on again soon. Justin has been on multiple times. So check out the other podcasts, but people base their age on when their parents died that's like the number one factor that I've seen because I've talked to people since 2008 about this. If their parents died at 60, they think they're going to die at 60. Um, If their parents died around 80, when you ask them about that, they think, you know what, I'll probably live to about 80, 82 ish. And they don't plan for a hundred. I tell people you need to look at to live to at least a hundred comfortably. It's different for everyone. But I think people are understanding that they need enjoyment in their lives because when you retire, you're on the vacation mode. When you first, it's like three months, six months, a year, it lasts. It typically doesn't last more than a year. When you can wake up whenever you want, go to bed whenever you want. But that gets old because you have no structure, no routine. And then you go into the next phase where oh shit, I need a routine. I need to get my stuff together. What does that look like? So you're lost and who knows how long that lasts for. People could pass away during that time because they have no functionality with the world because they're not talking to the people from work. They're not going to the office. That's when I see people get part-time jobs just to have some functionality in their life. And then really during the next phase after that is people find that vision of the things that they really want to do with their time. It could be grandkids, could be golfing, could be knitting, could be gardening, it could be whatever, traveling. Uh, But it's difficult. And people really don't find pleasure in retirement until they know what they want to do with their time. And there's different phases. It's difficult. It's a learning process. And to add on to this, and I'll 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 be brief about this, brevity is good. If a husband and wife retire together, it's a whole new learning experience for two people. That's difficult, really difficult. When you have one spouse retire before the other, that's a more formidable way to kind of ease your, your family life into that new transition. So I've seen a lot of different things happen over the years.
2: I have no plans to r-word, and uh, my wife cannot wait to r-word. Can, no, she can't wait, and uh, and it's and it'll be fun because then she she just she just wants to hang out with the kids, probably our grandkids. We don't we don't have grandkids yet, obviously, but like she's already got, she's a planner, a lister, all you know, someone with, like a giant list. She's one of those people, and so she can't wait for that. Whereas I think Evan, what you said about Finding a life that you find interesting. A life that's interesting for me is not our worrying. And it's like having these, it's these type of conversations and continuing to create cooler and cooler things.
0: Yeah. But if you think about this, like Dan Sullivan's a master of retirement. He's retired, like he's quit doing the things he doesn't like doing. And that's what it's all about. It's just changing your mind. Justin, you're great at that too. Even though we, we want to quantify that R word, you've stopped doing a million things that you used to hate doing. And you just do the couple of things that you love doing, right? right. Very. So few things, yeah. You've been really great at retirement. You, uh, you've retired a lot of things in your life. I have, Evan has, we all have, Dan Sullivan's a master at that. So it's just about quantifying that word in a different way and accepting that mm. it's going to be different for everyone. It's going to be, um, and embrace it because if you want to stop working god bless but you better have a freaking great idea as to what you want to do or else you're not going to live a long life period yep so i think we're going to wrap up today's episode longevity it's going to be here and uh, i think it's going to be an interesting take over the next 10 20 30 years so thank you so much for tuning in to three guys with epic lives please listen to every show every Tuesday and leave us a five-star review. Justin, Evan, Bill signing up. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Three Guys with Epic Lives podcast. We are truly grateful for you listening and please make sure you subscribe and follow the podcast on your favorite podcasting channel. Don't forget to share this episode with your friends and family all over your social media. And again, we're very grateful to have you as a listener on our show.